Hey guys, welcome to the Persevering Saints podcast, where we dig into the scriptures through some of the most fundamental doctrines found therein. Thanks guys, hope you enjoy. Hey guys, um, welcome to another week. Um, Welcome to the Persevering Saints Bible Study where we uh, seek to persevere as saints in the knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, And even so then that the unredeemed may understand that Christians and what Christians truly believe, and if at all possible, bring them to a saving knowledge of the one true Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through the proclamation of the gospel. Well, guys, the last few times we have studied together, we spoke on the different uh, points of what is often called the five solas, or we could call in English the five alones. We spoke on Christ alone. The fact that Jesus Christ alone, let me repeat that, Jesus Christ alone is the only one who could and who did pay the just penalty for your sins and my sins. We spoke on Scripture alone. The fact that Scripture and Scripture alone is sufficiently infallible infallibly sufficient, that it alone is the authoritative source of our Christian life and practice, and all because it is the very outbreathed Word of God. We spoke on grace alone, the beautiful fact that we are saved by grace alone, that there is nothing in or of us, or anyone else, or anything else that could save us from the just penalty we so deserve, that is, apart from the grace of God. Then last week, we spoke on faith alone. The fact that it is faith alone, that is, true faith alone, in God, it is the the visible outpouring of grace that we have received. Now, finally, we have reached um, the the peak. All right, the the very point that I believe that all the other solas rest upon. The very core of which. Even life itself even is. Or if you prefer, the very answer to which secular humanity searches all the time that we Christians truly have the answer to. That is, what is the meaning of life? To which the biblical answer is, to the glory of God and His glory alone, forever and ever. Amen. 
I truly believe that the loudest and most important outcry of the Reformation and the revival which, which came out of the Reformation, that God used this, that God used this outcry more than anything to produce the revival that came. They rested upon that Latin phrase that so many of the reformers must have just screamed in their pre- preaching and proclamation of the gospel. That is, soli deo gloria. To God be the glory alone. And friends, the Reformation is not the beginning of this beautiful truth. The apostles stood on this fact. They stood on this truth. Philippians 4, verse 20. Philippians 4, verse 20. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Romans 16, verse 27. To the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, to Him be the glory forever. And Hebrews 13, verse 20 through 21. Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of sheep, through the blood of of the everlasting covenant. Equip, He equipped you with everything good to do in His will, working in us what is pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I promise the list goes on and on. Because the consistent and progressive narrative that the Bible presents to us is that God created all things. But God created all things. I messed up there. (laughs) That's funny. All right. The progressive narrative that the Bible presents to us is that God created all things. There is nothing... (laughs) That is not created by God, but God. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And because of that, He deserves the glory because He did it all. So, all the glory is His. And not only that, not only does He deserve the glory because He is the Creator, and in Him all things are created. But everything, the story, the narrative, then goes on. After He made it, He made it perfect. We people broke it, and we consistently break it because we fail to obey. Even the simplest or even a single command that the one 
who gave us life and everything else gave us. Earning for ourselves the just penalty, that being God's wrath. But God, in His great love, so freely chose to save some from that wrath, that just wrath, by sending His only Son to pay the due penalty for our sins and to show this glorifying truth that He paid this due penalty, He gives those people grace, faith, and repentance. And then He also not only only gives us grace, faith, and repentance, He makes us heirs with His Son. Man, I am an heir. I am an adopted child of God. And He does this all as they wait for God, for Him to make His creation perfect again. See, in all of it, God does it all. All of it. We are just mere witnesses. Both the redeemed and the unredeemed. We're witnesses to His glory forever and ever. Amen. See, some people right now are going to say, well, that's just not fair. And I would say that just as John MacArthur has once said, fair would be God sending us all to suffer under His wrath. in a place of everlasting torment because we have all sinned against a holy, righteous God. That even though you have sinned against a holy, righteous God, He still allows you to breathe His air every day when you wake up. But we... Redeemed. Get to wait for that perfection. For Him to make His perfect creation again. As He burns away all the imperfections. But thanks be to God that He, through His Son, has so chose... save some. See y'all, the Scripture consistently reminds us that all glory, honor, and praise belongs to God and God alone because it's all Him and none of us. 
except our sinful nature. Our sinful nature is all of us. As Charles Haddon Spurgeon uh, once said, the heart is but an idle factory and we are but glory thieves. See, we, man in his fallen state, we do nothing more but produce little man-made gods made in our image or in the image of other created things that bend and bow to the desires of our sinful, wretched hearts, seeking the glory that is only due to God and God alone. And wait, many of you are probably going, no, 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 I don't, I don't seek I don't seek glory for myself. I don't seek glory. I don't seek God's glory. That's not me. That's not me. I want you to stop and think of your life and think of the culture that you live in. And that that in many times us professing Christians that we take part in wearing clothes that say, "Hey, hey, hey, look at me. Aren't I glorious?" You know what? In that, I, I kind of look back to the old me. As a teenager, um, doing the craziest things I possibly could. How, always having the craziest hairdo, uh, piercings all over the place, or pretty much anything I could possibly do to pull attention to me. I was seeking glory. Glory that belongs to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Or how about the over 5 billion selfies everyone takes every day and then post them out on every social media platform that they can get their hands on? Saying, Hey, hey, look at me, aren't I beautiful? And many of you right now are probably going, whoa, 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 whoa. This this is just people... uh, trying to build their own self-esteem. People need self-esteem, right? Friends, we don't need self-esteem. We need God-esteem. No esteem is due to us. He did it all. Friends, people are not broken because they lack self-esteem. People are broken because they do not esteem the one who all esteem belongs. 
We live in a culture where people, even professing Christians, know more about the Kardashians' everyday activities or know more about every football or baseball player's stats than they do about God's Word. Many of them only knowing John 3.16 or Matthew 7 when it says, Do not judge or you shall be judged. Christian, we need to get back to soli Deo Gloria. To God be the glory alone. There's an old Christian document. Uh, many of you have heard of this document before. And many of you may be hearing about this for the first time. But it's called the Westminster Shorter Catechism. It's a list of questions and answers. And to those, it's, it's those questions that just about every Christian should be able to answer. Because they are all boldly and clearly just presented in the Bible. And the very first one, the very first question says this. It says, what is the chief end of man? And to our culture today, it'd be, what is the chief, the most important purpose of man? To which the answer given is this, to glorify God in all things and, in, and to enjoy Him forever. And then, Right after giving you this question that everyone of all time has ever had. What is the meaning of life? What is the purpose? Why do I exist? And you, knowing your scripture, should be able to answer solo, Deo, Gloria, to glorify God in all things and to enjoy Him forever. But after it, it presents these four scriptures that I'm going to close in that, that really magnify this answer. So when someone comes to you and goes, why do you, I mean, why do you live the life that you live? Christian, what is your purpose? You could say, I have purpose. We all have purpose. Even the unbeliever is in this purpose. Because they 
are witnesses of the glory too. That's why Romans 1 says there is no atheist. Because creation screams of a Creator. First Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, That pretty much covers everything, right? Whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do everything to the glory of God. Romans 11.36 For from Him, and through Him, and to Him are all things. To Him be the glory forever. That encapsulates everything. For from Him, it's creation. And through Him, and to Him, salvation. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. Psalm 73, Psalm 73, verses 24 through 26. It says, You guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you will take me up in glory. Who do I have in heaven but you? And I desire nothing on earth but you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. Friends, heaven is heaven because God is there. If you're wanting to go to heaven to escape wrath, you're going for the wrong reasons. And you're not going to like heaven. Just saying, because He is your portion. Heaven is glorious because the one who has all glory shines His glory. And now, John 17, 22 through 25. Says, this is Jesus speaking, okay? He says, I have given them the glory you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them, and you are in me, so that they may be made completely one, that the world may know. You have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am so that they will see my glory which you have given me. 
because you loved me before the world's foundations. Jesus has made us, God has made us heirs with the Son. And one day, when we get to glory, we're even going to rule over the angels. But even that is small to the fact that I'm going to be able to witness the glory of the Lord. Friends, all glory, all honor, and all praise is to God and God alone. Boast in nothing but only the Lord. Be like Job with his hand over his mouth as the Lord presents His glory. Friends, the Lord is your portion. It's all you should need. Because He is the glorious one that you need. I hope this made sense. I hope uh, that you share this. That it has helped you. That it convicts you even. Because it has convicted me to study. To know that you know, even now being saved, sometimes I'm a glory thief. I think we all are. Because all the glory, all the honor, all the praise belongs to Him. There is nothing in you. You know, just like Isaiah says, uh, even our good deeds are like filthy rags. Closing prayer, and I hope to see you guys next week. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise you. We hope that we honor you, that we truly do glory in your name, that we stand here seeking to do all unto your glory, whether no matter what we eat or what we drink, or whatever we do. We do it in aim to praise You, to glorify Your name. We are but clay in the potter's hands, witnessing the majesty that He creates. Lord, I thank You for that honor. Lord, I thank You, thank You, thank You for that honor that I get to witness. Lord, I pray that if anyone um, listening does not know You truly as Lord and Savior, Lord, I pray that You convict their heart and You bring them to a saving knowledge. And if this happens, Lord, I, I pray that You push them to seek after someone who can give them some more knowledge, whether it be me or another minister of the Word. And God, 
that means any Christian because we are all to be ministers of the Word. Presenting and fulfilling the Great Commission. Lord, I thank You. I praise You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Alright guys, hope you were edified in this and uh, hope to see you again soon. Bye.